When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sounds, and the Consequence Podcast Network. I'd like to thank our subscribers for checking in with us uh, multiple times a week. I know we do have uh, new uh, interviews episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so thank you for listening to all of those. And thank you for all the comments so far in the various places that you do hear this podcast in. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, give us a high hello. And please, you know, give the series a rating and a review wherever you listen from as well. Those are always huge helps. Always appreciate it. And if you're not a subscriber, don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button right now. We'll deliver multiple episodes straight to your inbox uh, every, like I said, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Best way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today my guest, country star Scotty McCreary. Right now he's touring behind uh, his 2018 record, Seasons Change, but just released an EP called The Soundcheck Sessions. These are acoustic versions of a few of the songs from Seasons Change, like This Is It and In Between. We're going to talk about both of those songs, what they mean to him and what they mean in the bigger picture, and how, along with the uh, comeback single, Five More Minutes, uh, these all appear from a time, uh, a comeback era for him. After being dropped from his record label, uh, he really came back and proved himself, landed a record as being the first artist to have a number one on the Billboard country charts without having a record label. So we'll talk about what a validating moment that must have been and taking control over his own songwriting. You know, it's a, it's kind of a... Uh, you know, an old country music standard that, uh, you know, you're, you're as an artist, you go in and you select songs that other people have written. You become a performer. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's not the road that's 
Scotty has taken, you know, in the last few years. Every, well, every single one of the songs on his new record is written and co-written by him. So I want to talk about the importance of that process and what he's currently writing about. He's hoping some new songs are going to make their way into the world sooner than later. Um, so we'll get the updates on the next record. Recording between tour stops and his book. Don't call it a biography, but a few years ago, he already released his first book, uh, what he calls a travelogue of his life, which just got re-released as a paperback. So we're going to hear about that as well. So let's jump into it. Talking about the soundcheck sessions, it's Kyle Meredith with Scotty McCreary. Hey, Kyle, what's going on? It's Scotty McCreary. Well, let's start out. Uh, you're going to be coming to the Louisville, to the Louisville Palace, uh, January 30th, coming up here in uh, just a little over a week, I guess, and touring behind. Uh, well, I mean, you've got a lot to tour behind. The, the most recent EP is the soundcheck sessions. Uh, and so this is a few tracks from the last record, just acoustic versions, right? Yeah, just kind of a, a different way for folks to hear the songs. And, and uh, I feel like um, anytime you can just get a, an acoustic guitar out and sing the song, you, you get a little something different than hearing the whole studio version uh, with the whole band and stuff. It's a little more intimate sound. And so I love singing them that way, and we thought, why not record them and, and put them out that way, too? It's interesting they use the word intimate, too, because, you know, I think both of these songs really lend itself to that. Uh, I, I love these versions of it, but you, you talk about a song like This Is It. I mean, this was an intimate song beforehand, but I, you seem to get even closer into that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's how we wrote the song, was just in a room with an acoustic guitar and, and me telling uh, my co-writers that day about now my wife now. At the time, she was just my girlfriend, but we'd known each other our whole lives, and I was sharing details about her and, and uh, about the plan I had for our engagement. So it was kind of, it was fun to kind of go back to the to the genesis of the song and, and record it that way, because you're right, it is a... It's a very personal song to me. Having a song you wrote, you know, now you're married. And now it's other couple songs. Uh, I mean, that that's kind of one of those great gifts a songwriter can get. I mean, I don't know if that's one of the things you hope for, but but I have to wonder on the flip side, does your wife, like, find that she wants to keep some ownership of that moment, even though it now seems to be everyone else's? Oh, yeah, she's totally cool. Isn't it? To us, it's awesome that, you know, folks love the song and want to use it for their first dance or use it when they're walking down the aisle. You know, when we put the song out to radio as a single, uh, both of us kind of thought, man, this song's so personal. I'm not sure how anybody else could relate to it. But, you know, you kind of find out that through music that we're all a lot more alike than we are different. And so if somebody can hear the song and it means something to them, that's that's incredible. So we both we both love it. It's sort of a, sometimes a debate anyway between, you know, when you're writing a song, do you make it universal, you know, or, or, or can you make it so specific? And I personally find that a lot of my favorite songs seems to be those really specific moments in, in another person's life. Like, I obviously wasn't there, but still, because it's so, you know, so descriptive, I think I, I, I don't know, I think I relate to that a little bit more. Is that something you wrestle with? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't really wrestle with, with it anymore. Uh when we were making the last record, it was kind of, should we make this very specific, like you said, or we'll make it more general. And, uh, but now when we're writing songs, I go into the writer's room and I'm like, let's, uh, let's write about what I know and let's write about this specific moment because the autobiographical stuff is kind of what I found works, at least for me, on, on the last record for sure. Let's talk about that last record too and how it relates to this. With Season Change, I mean, these two songs that you've got on the soundcheck sessions, uh, This Is It and In Between, I mean, they come from these sessions that uh, seem to be a real comeback time for you. I mean, uh, you know, the story's been told now. You know, you'd done, you'd done Idol, and then the record label dropped you a few years later, and you came back and you proved yourself big time. I mean, five more minutes breaking a record at number one. I mean, this must have been a validating moment. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, 
you know, for me, I love writing songs, and I've written a lot of bad songs, but when I when I wrote Five More Minutes, I, I knew that day was a, it was a special song, and so when we got dropped, and you know, in my mind, I was like, man, we're never going to get a chance to, to put Five More Minutes out. Uh, that just didn't sit well with me because to me it was my favorite song I'd ever written. So we kind of pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps and, and got to work in my team and, and figured out a way to get out there and for it to uh, become the first song in country music history to chart without a, a label. And then another label, Triple Tiger, signed me on and we put This Is It out and it went to the top as well. Yeah. Uh, it was, like you said, very validating and, and cool because uh, we had to work hard and, and do things a little different than most to get those songs out there. So it was uh, it was cool to see them work out like they did. In the country world, it, it is so much about that. Uh, like, it seems to be that you're kind of discouraged from writing the songs yourself uh, a lot of the times. I mean, that, that that's sort of a perception I get. I don't know if discouraged is the right word. You could obviously speak yeah. to that better than I can. But but you took control over it. I mean, every one of those songs is, you know, it's got your stamp on every single one of those songs. Yeah, I, I think that was a, a huge part of this record for me and, and just kind of telling my story and, yeah, there are a lot of incredible songwriters in town. So sometimes, uh, especially back in the day, they were just like all the artists, they didn't really write their songs. Today, you're seeing more and more artists that are writing. But for the longest time, it was, you don't write the songs, you get set the songs, you sing the songs, and they kind of become years over time. But uh, for me, it was just like, uh, I've been doing this at that point seven years now. And I figured, I'd finally kind of figured out what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. And uh, we're making the records like who better to, to write those songs than, than me and, and some of the people that I trust the most in town. So, yeah. And it's beautiful that, you know, I, this this sounds so ridiculous that I have to say it with this way, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm glad it did. Otherwise, you know, I, I tell people I kind of bet my whole career on the fact that five more minutes would work and these songs would work. So uh, I'm glad it did work. Otherwise, I might be, you know, uh, looking for another job or something. <laughs> I'll ask about one of the other songs on here too, with uh, with in between. I mean, it's got that great line. I ain't no, I ain't holy water, and I ain't Jim Beam. I'm somewhere in between, and and to me, this is um, you know, because people have layers, and and I I, I yeah. tend to look at a lot of the songs sort of in a bigger cultural picture, and we're in a divisive time or something like this. But I don't know if this really, if you're meaning to speak to it in that same way, but it but it sort of does sound like that to me at least. Yeah, I mean, for sure, I think people can. Uh... People are a lot of different things, and not just one thing. And uh, you know, for me, when I got started on the show, I was you know 16, 17 years old, and I feel like people kind of put me on this pedestal and like, man, he, he's he's perfect, and he's all this. And I was like, man, I, you know, I, I, there's certain things that are very important to me, faith being one of them. But you know, I also love to go out with my buddies and have a big time, and I just went through college and. All sorts of stuff. So there's there's a lot of different, like you said, there's layers to me and there's layers to a lot of us. Like I said earlier, you know, that's, uh, I feel like we're a lot more alike than we are different. And uh, when we wrote the song, I was like, man, this song's very me, but I also think that a lot of people can relate to the song. A lot of kids, when you're you're kind of stamped a, a wonder kid, you know, in in whatever way, there there becomes a moment of rebellion. Did did you have that against your image? Did you ever have that moment? Not really a rebellion. It never really had that I just was kind of always myself and at, at times was just like oh man you know I don't, I don't want I'll, I'll go have a beer with the guys but you know don't don't post this on on Twitter or anything because you know people finding out that kind of thing so if there was rebellion it was more like all right at this point you know I don't really care if this gets out or not because it's me it's who I am and you know like that fun just like most of us out there 
I'll, I'll, you know, so we got the sound check sessions here, and again, you're going to be bringing this to town January 30th at the Louisville Palace. Is this a holdover till the next record? Yeah, we're uh, we're making it right now, so we're still kind of uh, seeing a lot of the songs off season change, and and uh, we were talking the other day, me and the band, about getting some songs that aren't released yet, and and uh, trying them out on the road, and so we might have some new stuff in there by then, but uh, yeah, it's still kind of uh, working on the next record and. Hopefully sooner rather than later we'll have those songs out ready to go. And you're touring through September. I mean, when do you find the time to record? Do you do, you do it sort of in between? And or, and if so, do you, do you enjoy that that uh, that style? Yeah, we do it during all my free time, right? But no, yeah, it, it's great for us. We're, we're mainly touring during the weekends, Thursday through Friday. I mean, Thursday through Saturday or Sunday. So a lot of times I'll, I'll go in and record, you know, on a Monday Tuesday kind of thing back in Nashville. So it's. Um, it all works out, and it's it's so much fun. You know, for me, the studio part is probably the the, the best and the most fun I have in all of this that I do. Because you're in there and start with something that's that's not there, non-existent, and by the time you leave the studio, you have a piece of art, and you have something that you're excited about. So, yeah, I, I love it. Am I am I able to ask uh, what what you're writing about these days? Yeah, I feel like uh, it's still you know just because it's where I'm at in life, it's a lot about love and stuff. But a lot of the season's change record was. The foreshadowing, looking ahead to love, and now it's kind of reflecting on you know a, a year and a half of marriage and kind of where I'm at now and what I'm looking forward to now. And so, yeah, it's more so just reflecting on the last little bit, I would say. Well, cool, man. And I should bring up also, I, I saw that um, your biography got a re-release, right? Yeah, they did. They put it out in paperback. So, um, and I, I tell you what, for me, I never really loved the word biography just because I'm so young and. and uh, uh, I feel like I have a lot of life left, and, and I almost didn't even write the book because that's how it got presented to me. But we sat down and talked about it. We kind of made it more of just a travel log. Of, Man, I'm, I'm so young and been able to do a lot of cool things with put pen to paper and, and tell those stories and what I've learned at such a young age about that, those kind of experiences. Uh, hopefully down the road when I'm 60 and have, Lord willing, had a, a long career, hopefully we can write another one. But it was it was pretty fun writing this thing. Well, however you define it, uh, it, like I've noticed more and more, like we seem to be in a golden era of 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 music, musician books, you know, biographies, travelogues, uh, etc. And that used to be the thing. You didn't used to write any of those until later on in life. But but it's kind of interesting hearing it in real time because I do think, or it was real time as you can get, but because I, I do think you know when you get later, it's you have to pull so much out of memory. So having something like this, a record like this of your life, yeah. I mean, that's a really cool way to to keep those memories uh, fresh. No, absolutely. I mean, even when we were when we were writing this thing, uh, there were some things that I hadn't thought about in a while that were pulled out. I was like, man, that's, we definitely have to write that story. So I'm not sure that if I had, had written that 30, 40 years later, that I would have even remembered a lot of that. So, yeah, having a record of that at such an early stage and all this is, is pretty cool. Right on, man. Well, Scotty, it was a pleasure to talk to you and again uh, January 30th at the Little Palace with the Sound Check Sessions EP online right now. Uh, thank you for the conversation today, and we'll see you in town soon. Absolutely. Can't wait to get y'all's way, and appreciate you having me on. All right, man. Take care. Hey, you too. Have a good one. Big thanks, Scotty McCreary. Again, the new EP is called The Soundcheck Sessions, and 2018's Seasons Change, following him around on his uh, current tour that lasts uh, at this point through September. And thanks to you for checking out the episode again. Uh, if you're not already a subscriber, I do hope you hit that subscribe button. You can grab us anywhere you get your podcasts from including iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, 
Stitcher, Acast, Podchaser, any of those places. And if you're already a subscriber, uh, I hope you give the series a rating, leave a review, or just say hi in the comment box. After that, head to WFPK.org. That's where you can find me Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, that's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound, they've got your music and film news. You can also find me on social media at Kyle Meredith, wherever you social media at. It's always at Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Jen, and I love horror movies. I'm Mikey. I'm dead inside, and I also love horror movies. And we really like to torture our friend Todd, because he hates horror movies. That I do. And that's why they call me the horror virgin. <laughs> that's the only reason we call him that. Yes. I'm not, no other reasons at all. <laughs> you None oh, at all. Whatever. So every-, <laughs> every week, we take him through the encyclopedia of horror, the good, the bad, the ridiculously Jack Frosts. <laughs> and then we make fun of it, more or less. Or explain its deceptive feminism. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. That's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the funny one. (laughs) Our episodes drop on Monday, so check us out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.